0: Welcome to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly. I think we've talked about this before. I don't need to survive the apocalypse. No. I'm good. Yeah. I'll go out week. I mean, I'll give it a week. I and mean, then I'm good. And Liz. I think some influencers uh, can talk about a product or really like certain things and then not be the greatest content creators. Total. All they're creating is what they're buying off Amazon. Your mom time off starts now. Welcome back to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. If it's snowy where you are, I hope you're enjoying it. It's like slushy where we are, so I'm not really enjoying it. It's very slushy, but we're supposed to get some more snowy. Um, isn't it amazing how when it's just like 36 degrees and it's disgusting and it's raining and it was just a few degrees colder, then you would have like a beautiful snow. It's disgusting. And then it wouldn't be cold. And then it would be cold, but it would be like a fun cold. Not like a wet and rainy cold. And I'm not so sure I believe in temperatures because we were out. Let's dive into that. (laughs) We were filming yesterday and I wanted to like, I was so cold, I was in pain. And I'm not a wimp when it comes to the cold either. And I said, oh, let's like Instagram story this and like, we'll put the temperature on on there thinking it was literally going to say 18 degrees Mm -hmm. and it said 37, which like for someone in the Midwest, I mean, that's barbecue and weather. Yeah. So I'm just like. But, you know, it was it, the wind, the sun, it was a cloudy day. There's a lot that goes into... Oh, yes, wind chill. I forgot about wind chill. Wind chill is a thing. And when the sun is out and sort of beating on you, that can that can add a lot to a 37 degree day. So it was cold, but we filmed a tour. It was really uh interesting tour. Interesting car. We were excited to see. Yeah, it was the Kia EV9. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, our full tour is coming out, but I think I was a lot more like fact based in the tour because like that's what people are tuning in for but just if anyone wants to know my personal opinion on it i felt a little underwhelmed by it Mm. but still excited yeah Uh, yeah i agree still excited it just i mean the third row was really tough like it's it's a very small third row um i thought the tech was okay a little clunky maybe for some of the technology and like Mm -hmm. normally i think kia's infotainment system is so great it drove well yeah yeah normally i feel like kias have got it so going on that maybe i was disappointed because they have they had set the standard so high yeah and i was expecting the ev9 to like really have all the bells and whistles and not that it didn't it just i don't know it just didn't give me the same pizzazz that i have felt in a telluride or even a sorrento and i'm like wow look at this great tech for this price yeah yeah yeah. well i mean You know, so we luckily we were were able to do two. We did a more base one and then a more high end one. And you're talking about like a $10,000 price difference between the two. The one we toured was what was like $76,000. Yeah, it was expensive. For a Kia. Yeah. And that felt. And then like I'm driving around the lot and there's a 2020 Volvo XC90 hybrid. And I'm like, "Mm, I would buy that. Yeah. For 46. Yeah. Like it just wasn't. And maybe this is just because new cars have gotten so astronomically expensive. But lately, especially, I've just been like, why are we buying new cars? This is mm-hmm. disgusting. Yeah. Like, don't buy a new car. Go mm-hmm. buy a used one. Go buy mm-hmm. a two-year-old car and save yourself 20 grand. Yeah. And not always 20. I mean, course, not always. Like, But save yourself some money. And when you buy a new car, the moment you take that off that lot, it depreciates fast, way faster than a used car. So... You know, when you go back to sell it, it's going to be worth less than if you, not less than a used car, but like it, it it depreciates quicker. And that's just like the biggest mindset shift. I I do not, I don't understand that. I try to share to people is like, you know, I do these consultations all the time and they're like, I, like they, they, they don't realize that the, one of the best benefits of buying a used car is that you can get a new to you car more often Mm -hmm. because if you go buy let's not even do an ev9 let's just say a telluride if you go buy a brand new telluride like in two years there's a high probability you'll be upside down meaning like you're gonna own more on it than what it's worth and Mm -hmm. then you can't like try something new or like go get a minivan or like go find something full size but if you bought like a used telluride in two years you might even have equity yeah and like that's fun Mm -hmm. yeah for sure And, you know, Lisa, like, especially for growing families, it's like, go buy a used car. And I I also think I've talked about this a lot, but like, the technology, trust me when I say this, has plateaued. Like, if you go find a high trim level 2018, it's got everything the 23s have on it. A lower trim, maybe not. And I think like the biggest thing that we've made improvements on is making more of the crash prevention tech standard. Mm hmm. But if you're shopping 2018, it's in budget to go up a trim level. It's really not that it's really not the tech when I'm looking at trims. It's really not the tech that I'm looking at. It's the comfort features. So like the tech is there in, in almost all the cars, I think. In the new cars. Yes, I'm saying like, like, for example, like, um, frontal collision warning might not have been standard in 2018. Mm. It's standard now. Right. But it was available on a trim level. So like. But don't I I truly believe that a 2018 is not safer than a 23. I'm telling you, they have the same features. It's plateaued 17, 16, 15. We were still figuring things out. Things were still being added. But if you're like 18, 19, 20, it's just it's just as safe as a new Mm -hmm. car. And like dealers do a really good job of reconditioning these cars Mm -hmm. where you want. It feels fine. You won't even like know that it's used. Yeah. And you can find the unicorn of the person who didn't drive it much and just didn't didn't like it and just like turned it in and then it's basically a brand new car. Yeah, I'm just like on my pre-owned journey right now. I've al- I've actually been like brainstorming some content I was going to talk to you about because also, oh well, you know I want to get a new car because I want to like I just want something reliable that I'm going to keep for forever. Okay, well if I'm gonna if I'm a betting woman, mm. I'm taking the pre-owned car that's been broken in and hasn't had any issues over yeah. the brand new Jeep Grand Wagoneer that has a 14 reliability score. Yeah, You know, it's like, I don't know where this notion is that like used cars aren't as nice, aren't a good investment, aren't reliable. It's literally the opposite. Yeah. Like if I had to go buy a car right now, 100% I would buy a pre-owned car. 100%. -hmm. Yeah. You just got to do your research and you got to you got to know what you're looking at and that's that's what's really cool too about our our tours um which is why we love youtube as a platform to post our tours because if you're in the car used car market guess what we've got 2020s online that we've reviewed in 2020 and then like you can go see what it look it's gonna be it's gonna look like the exact same so it's like that's the cool thing about um and we also do some used cars so you might find some 2019s and 2018s on our channel as well but um yeah, if you're in the used car market, you can still go watch the tours and look at it from that model year. Totally. Anyway, used car rant. Wasn't anyway, used car to rant. Um, yeah, I know. So what do we have today? I have something exciting. Uh, quick change on the millennial word of the day. Miriam Webster released their word of the year for 2023. Oh, and I'm excited to come out. Yeah, I want to share know. it with you. Um, we have, um, I have a dump. I have a fast lane philosophy slash a content consumption I want to share. Okay. Um, advice, industry news, ditch the drive-thru. It's a classic episode. Classic, classic sewed. Well, let's get right into it with Miriam Webster's word of the year for 2023 is authentic. Yeah, that you feels know, right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, authentic. She's just so authentic yeah we're so annoying. it's so yeah a high volume lookup most years authentic saw a substantial increase in 2023 driven by stories and conversations about ai celebrity culture identity and social media so it's a good word it is a good word try, try to s- define it like put your phone down and try to define it don't read anything um wait i want to say one more thing authentic is what brands and social media influencers and celebrities aspire to be yeah it just means like true to yourself Mm -hmm. true to yourself um authentic means i'm not looking at my phone means i just said it true to yourself true to yourself genuine yeah authentic i would say we're pretty authentic yeah i would say so yeah i can't be i don't i don't we don't have time to be anything that we're not honestly we're we're too busy i don't have time to is authentic what's the difference between authentic and relatable Because I think like you don't have to to be relatable. Like sometimes it's authentic to some people. To you. well, Yeah. And some people are like authentic because it's not like that they're not relatable. Yeah. I think you can be authentic to yourself. I think that if you're trying to be relatable, but that's not who you really are, you're being inauthentic. Totally. So I think it's just being you and whatever, whatever form and facet that comes in. And we also happen to be, I think, kind of relatable in most assets of our life because we're just doing the things yeah i just like being moms well and um i follow like a lot of like social media like growth coaches i think it's like a, you know it's like you know it's like a, it's like a peer like right it's like how, mm. how are we what are we doing like what are the social media people doing and they say like a really big trend and kind of like our managers told us this too Is just like what's in is like authentic people and i hate to overuse this word having a take mm. having an opinion and I think there's like starting to be a divide between like an influencer and a content creator, and in a way, like I think a bunch of influencers like started calling themselves content creators because it sounds like a better word. Mm-hmm. But really, I think influencers have a lot more. I mean, if you're in, there's totally like there's people I follow on Instagram who create such funny content would it influence me to walk up a flight of stairs. No, that's that's so true. And I think like some, um, I just I think some influencers uh can talk about a product or really like certain things and then not be the greatest content creators. But they have a lot of influence. All they're creating is what they're buying off Amazon, but they have the influence. And I just think like for people who do social media for a job, it's like, I I think either, I think either one, you can have a successful career because I see like Mm -hmm. a lot, I think content creators sometimes make really good ads for certain brands because like they're so good. And then like the brands love to have a funny, entertaining video. But then I think they're not like going on their stories and being like swipe up dude like it's yeah, just interesting are, yeah. i think most influencers actually are content creators Hold i on. don't you think most influencers are content creators i don't think yes. content creators yes. are influencers yes yes because at the end of the day if you're going to be an influencer you do have to put out some point point of contact content no, for, sure. for people to follow you and so then therefore you're creating content and i think tiktok really first of all doesn't it feel so good to not have tiktok i have not had it for years i have not had it for a lo- long time and like not to sound like better than people but i like i'm like oh you're on tiktok like no i just like don't do that like hmm yeah so to not sound better than people but to feel entirely well tyler's like people. always going on tiktok and i'm like tyler's yeah he's always on tiktok he's always sending me tiktoks and i'm like i'm not gonna open this up i'm not gonna i know open it up and have my safari go open. i just don't watch and i'm TikToks. telling you you tiktok people you're brainwashed because tyler will send me something and i'm like that's not that funny like mm-hmm. but they think like their level of entertainment has gone down mm-hmm. i'm telling you yeah i'm telling you anyway you know what too i realized because you know i watch reels and as i just like have my conspiracy theorist hat on all the time and i'm always afraid about the world ending and, and what have you i saw this one <laughs> reel and it was like this is how it's going to go down and then it was like talking about like nuclear war and like you know all that fun stuff and then i read the comments and the comments were like Hey, this is like 2020 or this is like 2012 all over again. This is like the 2000s all over again. Like I've been here before. I've heard this same fear mongering stuff. and I'm not saying that's not gonna happen, but I do think for the first time in my life, I'm subjected to the thoughts of the true full-blown conspiracy theorists who say the world's gonna end. And like it's not the first time that people have said the world was gonna g- gonna end. I just wasn't privy to that content or information. And for the first time, I am. And are you feeling okay? It did make me feel better because I'm just kind of like, okay, well, you know, what am I going to do? Yeah. It's fine. I think we've talked about this before. I don't need to survive the apocalypse. No. I'm good. Yeah. I'll go out week. I mean, I'll give it a week I and mean, then I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I don't like those people who like, and I'm not saying you should be like prepared. I'm not saying that. Like we we are like, you know, we have like some food storage. Like I get it. But like, people who like spend millions of dollars to build like underground bunkers. It's like for what? For what? Why do you want to live here? Sounds horrible. Yeah. What? What's yeah. wrong with you? Yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah, I don't know. Um. So anyway, content creators versus influencers. I can see that you brought your iced coffee cooler mm-hmm. cup. What's How, it called? Uh. Is that an ice buddy frost or some, buddy? Frost buddy. Yeah, and you know what? I like it. Are you just saying that to try and justify your forty dollars purchase, yep. or do you actually? Okay. No, I do like it. I I would have loved to receive it as a gift. Mm. <laughs> you know what? I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. Do you know what I mean? Like, I it, wonder if you would have used it then, though. I get that. <laughs> There's something about the fact that you spent that. $40 on it that you're like, well, I have to freaking use this thing. Okay, this is a good segue to my um, my Fastlane philosophy for today. Okay. And it's not something that I said, but it's this new Instagram account that I followed. And it is fascinating. It's about this professional organizer, okay, who is not buying anything for a year. She's on a no, she's on a, what is she calling it? that is a year of no shopping and on top of that she's donating two items every day for a year oh my gosh now could never be me no Her, her name is tidy moose ivanka she's ukrainian she's like she's making she's a i don't know if you can call her an influencer well i don't know she's a content creator slash influencer um, bold for an influencer to say I'm not going to buy anything for a year. No, I know. I know. I um, don't really know how to I do. could do, like I did a, like no shopping for a month one, t- one time. <laughs> and uh, it was hard. Like a year is a very bold amount of time. Anyway, I wanted to share because it's just a different piece of content. I'm not going to do it. Mm. I'm not going to do it. I don't feel called to do it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But I think it's fun content to follow along with, and she literally she's so buzzwordy. She literally like was talking about consumerism. Mm. I think we're all feeling it a little bit. She's not buying a frost buddy. Mm-mm. Man, that inspires me. I kind of wanted to do. Have you seen that give uh, that donation thing where it's like for thirty days you donate. Um, the amount of thing donate or throw away the amount of things that are corresponding on that day so day one you don't you put one thing in a donation or the trash yeah bag. i could do that so easy. day two you do two and anyway you do it every single day until you reach 30 and then on day 30 you have to donate 30 things and through that entire time you've like donated or, or thrown away a bunch of stuff well i should say like i do a pretty good job of of cycling through things i really don't want to like do any more of a purge though until i get a new house because i I have had, I've donated things and I've had to rebuy them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Okay, can I give another Instagram shout out? Mm -hmm. I just have enjoyed following some people who are not, who are not always doing consumerism. I mean, this Mm -hmm. comes from an influencer. I I know, like, I know, I know that I sound a little, um, what's the word? Hypocritical? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, she has like this girl has like oh has like fifteen thousand followers, but I really like follow- I don't even know how I stumbled across it, and it's called Sprouting Arrows, and it says helping single income families thrive. So her hu- she's like I think I'm I, I don't want to like be saying this wrong, but from what I've gathered in the reels, she doesn't work, and her husband her husband makes under fifty thousand dollars, and they're living on one income. Sprouting arrows, yeah, and she's just like talking about it she's like helping families thrive not just survive one on one income stay-at-home mom encouragement and humor and they did this like funny series where it's like what is it called we're silks single income with kids yeah i saw that because what's it called like dinks like yeah double income Um, no no kids kids. yeah so they're single income with kids and they're just like we don't go out we don't go on dates we just go on walks and it's just like funny yeah cute yeah she's cute
1: She's uh, cute. So like her and
0: Tidy Moose have been like kind of just like a different. So she gives tips on like how to save money or. Yeah, I think it's just a vibe. I don't know if I've like taken a tip away yet, but I think it's just a vibe. I mean, she talked about like some free activities and how she like, you know, she found out that like in her town, like the museum was free for kids on Thursdays at nine. So like that's what they do on Thursday. It's just like crap like and that. And Moose. It's just stuff like that. I love that. I think we can all just take something away from just that. Just take something away okay cute just followed those two Thank and you. and like same Kel. thing with naptime kitchen like i just think she's refresh. it's like it's not naptime kitchen is such a so approachable because it's not saying never it's not as drama as not buying anything but she's like what if you just got a shoebox lid mm-hmm. obsessed yeah and we're over here but it, like we're so similar because i'm like what if you just bought a used car mm, or like yes. what if you just made your current car like that is people are always shocked to hear when i'm like And sometimes I feel bad when I do these consultations because they're like, well, what car should I get? And I'm like, I can refund you, but like, I think you should keep your current car. Mm. Yeah. Because I just like, don't know. Like, just let's just drive it for another two years. It'll be fine for one kid. Yeah. No, it's true. It's so true. Yeah. So it's just like I was like standing up to the face of consumerism. Anyway, speaking (laughs) of, can I just keep going? Because I'm like, you're on on it. My um, segues are incredible because now I want to talk about this was on my dump kids' toys. Yes, I have Elizabeth and I have been talking a lot about this mm-hmm. because I think like most of us, I was feeling like the pre-Christmas toy like stress and like my I feel like my kids have too many toys. They got so many toys for Christmas and I was actually very proud of myself. I did not buy my kids a lot of presents for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like I post it was so it really opened my eyes because I posted um, our Christmas morning and like how there wasn't like piles and piles of gifts like I think mm-hmm. literally each kid got like two toys and like two things to wear like that mm-hmm. was it and everyone's like this is so refreshing to see I'm like really like but then wow. I saw on Christmas morning like all the things and I'm like wow that is out of control mm-hmm. that is out of, like it's not even that I don't agree with it from like I don't think your kids it's not even like I think the kids spoiled or I think you spent too much money it's like where are you gonna put all of that yeah like that logistics it, standpoint logistics standpoint gives me stressed So anyway, Elizabeth and I have been talking a lot about it and I don't think my kids, I think like if you looked up, I don't think my kids have a, they have a ton of toys. They have a ton of toys. They have a ton of toys. If you don't have a sister and you want to kind of know what it's like, um, your sister will call you on a Saturday morning and make you sit on the phone with her FaceTime for 30 minutes while she runs throughout her house donating toys and asking if I think you should donate the random action figure that I've never mm-hmm. once seen in my life mm-hmm. before or not. So here are, so since Christmas, I've really been working on, and you know, like since we're not moving right now, but we would like to move, I'm not, I can't say it enough. I'm thinking about like, okay, an action item I can do is get my house ready for a future move. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So let's start purging into some things, some toys. And here are some things that I've done recently that have helped. This has changed my life. I played with my kids with their toys. Mm. And here's what was interesting about this. I was, because I feel like Hattie, oh, I've talked about this before, but Hattie always needs some help getting started. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not only going to get her started. I'm going to play with her. I'm going to see what we use. I'm going to see how we use it. I'm going to see what we don't use. Mm -hmm. And we played baby dolls and I learned a lot. Okay. I learned a lot. I learned that she loved like making the baby dolls food in the kitchen Mm-hmm. And I always like hated the play food because I feel like well, they never used it. But then I realized when we were playing with baby dolls, it was fun. So now I'm like, maybe baby dolls and food needs to go together. Mm. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So we like had a picnic with them. She has like this little picnic basket she likes, and we were like feeding them like food. And then she wanted to give them ice cream because they ate their dinner so good. Then we play with our little ice cream mm-hmm. toy, and it was just very fascinating to see what we do. Yeah, and we were lining up all of her baby dolls, and then she didn't want to play with like these two baby dolls. So I'm like. Okay. What about these ones? She goes, no. So I'm like, maybe those two baby dolls are done. Okay. But I think like sometimes you need to like get in there and like do it. And I'm not a mom who like thinks you necessarily always need to like, I don't play with my kids a ton because I think like a little bit of independent play is, mm-hmm. is important, mm-hmm. but maybe just like get on the ground and play with them a bit. Yeah. Just kind of like figure out like what the hot thing is. Just like we're kind of like diving into the world of Gen Z to figure out like what they're doing and what they're saying. You can kind of like dive into the world of your kids to figure out like what the hot toys are. Totally. My next tip was a toy purgatory. Naptime Kitchen talks about this on her home reset. It's genius. It's such a non-committal way to like start purging. Mm-hmm. And all I did was I just took a little Rubbermaid and I didn't even like worry about. Oh, let me pick up all the dinosaurs. Let me pick up all the trains. I just grabbed. I literally went like this, scoop, and mm-hmm. scooped toys, scooped them, and I just gave it two weeks. What did they ask for? Yeah. George asked for a polar bear. Found it in there. Hattie asked or something. Found it. They didn't ask for anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was a tip. Um, I also think if you can, like sometimes I think it's so hard to get rid of a toy because like, and I think sometimes that we have like way more of a connection to their toys than they have. Cause it's like one, a toy that I like that I wish they would play with that they just don't, or it was expensive or it was a gift. So I started taking toys like to mom and dad's house. Sorry, mom and dad. Mm-hmm. but they need some new toys mm-hmm. i'm not ready to get rid of it because they like it but like we don't need it in our house right now so mm-hmm. i took it there and like now it's fun at Gigi papa's house yeah that was a tip they're gonna see that and then i also think the most important thing is one to prioritize floor space i one time saw an instagram reel or reddit or something and they said the best way you can give your kid is floor space which i totally agree mm-hmm. i totally agree like kids like to play with things on the floor mm-hmm um i think that also goes a- along with that tip from busy toddler of just like getting some um his busy toddler and right? just doing like tape on the ground yeah and like that's a that's a game that's a toy yeah totally opportunity like totally. uh what does she do she does like uh she makes like a road yeah a road or like a square and then like that's like an in- that's like an, an enclosement or something and then yeah. you can kind of let their imagination yeah so that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, and then- I I have had a conversation with you and I had a conversation um with my sister-in-law and her uh boyfriend about like their their situation with uh like kids toys and everything and it's just like I want to avoid getting to that point and so I I want to try and figure out what I can do differently to not end up having so so many toys because I do think it's possible um and I don't want to just immediately say oh I can't do it it's gonna be too hard I'm gonna want to buy and stuff so, like I'm really gonna try and be mindful about it and so um I think it's just like not yeah like buying less on like Christmas and birthdays because the other thing too is like we just had um a birthday party for our nephew for Maddie's nephew and uh it was like after his birthday so we were the only one who brought a toy because he had gotten toys b- earlier in the week and he played with our toy the entire time. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it was the only toy he got that day. Yeah. Whereas if he would have gotten five in that one day, he would have been like, okay, cool. And then moved on to the next. But he was totally. like, he played with them. and Then he wanted to put the stickers on them. And then he wanted this person to play with them. And he played with them all day. And he loved them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was because of the quality of the toy. I think it was because it was the thing he got that day. And I think that just goes to show that I, I sometimes think giving more in one day is, does more harm than good. No, I totally agree. Like, I don't think... Christmas is any more magical with more toys necessarily. Yeah. You know? And I'm also just going to be really intentional about, which it's not even like we, and and for a while I was like justifying like the amount of toys my kids had because I felt like I bought so many toys like secondhand. So I was like, oh yeah, like you can get picked that out at the resale shop or like Mm -hmm. we're in Goodwill, like sure, grab it. Which I'm still think it's fine because I think it's a lot easier to like rotate toys when you spent two bucks on it. And then yeah. it's like they play with like that's entertainment to me. That's like the same thing as going to the movies. Like, OK, but it's going to be really intentional about like if we're going to bring a new toy in, like what kind of play am I hoping that it that it does? Yeah. And I'm also just done with the pieces. I'm done with toys with pieces. Don't buy me toys with pieces because I throw them all away because also Fred's trying to put them in his mouth. And my kids aren't at the age where like they can keep track of their pieces, yeah. you know? Yeah. So anyway. Toy rant, good stuff. It's just like kids' toys and clothes are a full time job. Yeah, it's exhausting. They just are. Like I could easily make it a forty hour a week job if I wanted to do it hundred percent perfectly. Wow, that's crazy. Between like the organizing and the figure, I mean, I had to like iron my kids' clothes this weekend. Like it's just. Did you learn how to iron? No. <laughs> Who ironed your kids' clothes? I, d- I mean, I did it, but it oh. wasn't very good. Okay and that's my dumb. Today's episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. I think one resolution we could all work on this year is getting a hold of our subscription services and saving money. I know for me, I was paying way too much on TV subscriptions I wasn't even using or that I signed up months ago and forgot to cancel. It wasn't until I got Rocket Money that I saw all my monthly subs in one place and was able to get a hold on my spending. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. I can see all my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So stop wasting your money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com carpool. That's rocketmoney.com slash carpool. all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Okay, well, we have um, some advice questions if you're ready for that. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm feeling pretty warmed up. Okay, good. So this comes from Jen. She says, hey Kelly and Liz love listening to your pod you two are so sweet and I love the sisterly bond y'all have thanks Jen my question is for both of you being from a large family have you always known you wanted multiple kids I'm an only child and my husband comes from a large family we have a one-year-old daughter and are starting to feel that tug of is it time for another baby did you always feel ready did you love having a big family so you have three kids yeah I have three kids and I always wanted a big family Mm-hmm. mainly because i look at mom and i'm like she's so blessed to have us no she's so blessed she's so blessed we all love her we all adore her we all call her a hundred times a day and i just think i want that yeah i <laughs> like think, i don't i i just love- i don't i don't think i don't think we're doing or we're we're wanting like the big family for the right now toddler baby stage we want it for it's an investment it's a long-term investment we want it for the older stage and being surrounded by people yeah i mean i think i've been pretty open on here i need to work in the friend department because i just Mm -hmm. have so many built-in friends because i have so many sisters um i mean but we talk about it though like we look at like you and your three kids and you're like should i like you You kind of go back and forth on like if you want another one or not and um we're like but that's that would be sydney like could you imagine sydney's the fourth in our family and we still have another sister after that could you imagine if it was just you me and craig yeah, I go back and forth. So I mean, no, of course, I can't imagine not having Sydney, but it's. So how do you think, you know, when you're ready? That was the other part well, of question. I think question. in a way, like I just kind of had to determine ahead of time that I was going to have three to four kids. Yeah, Cause I don't think I was necessarily ready to get pregnant with Hattie when George was seven months old. Yeah, but I was just like, let's just do it. Let's And part of me is like, head down. Let's go. Like, I yeah. like having my kids. I mean, three kids in four years. Three kids in less... Three kids in three and a half years. Yeah. Really. And I just kind of like that because I don't want to get out of it. But some people like... I, I But I get it. Like some people need the time. hmm I wanted to push myself to the limit and get it... Get it over with sounds bad, but like just be in that stage and then yeah. move on from that stage. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you started at 25, which is I feel like young um so now you're 30 with three kids and i'm 20 oh god i just turned 29 29 with one kid and so now i'm like for me i want a big family i would like four kids and so i'm like i gotta go we gotta get going because mm-hmm. i want to i you don't know, you only you really have a window and i don't want to be in my late 30s having babies that, that's just not something i want to do yeah so anyway boom, boom boom i think it i think it's so true to i think it's so dependent on on you and that's where we're at um okay Kel. we have another this is a this is a good one for you okay um hey Kelly and Liz is it weird that I feel like I'm emailing my friends probably but it's true love listening to you guys be- before I was a mom or cared about cars now I'm a Stanley drinking crocktober <laughs> crocktobering <laughs> weekly sanity sanity car wash mom and my husband finds it hilarious that I can actually spill tea on what's going on in the auto industry <laughs> that was the best the best sentence I've ever had anyways reaching out for advice when my best friends facetimed me a few weeks ago I told my husband as she was calling definitely pregnant she never facetimes me Maybe shouldn't have said her name. Jen's definitely pregnant. (laughs) Well, I was right, but had an absolute super happy jump scare when she held up the ultrasound with three babies on it. Oh, my gosh. Unspeakable joy and panic. (gasps) All I could do was laugh, but like in the very best way. Those three babies are the luckiest to have them as parents. This is such a sweet email. Of course, my first reactions was, do you follow the car mom? She is now a fellow bestie. So if you have time, she needs advice. Three babies incoming this spring. Their first, second, and third all at once. They also have two large dogs who are very much a part of their family and travel with them on frequent trips to their cottage. They already have a Peg Peg Perego car seats and a triplet stroller that needs to fit with the pups. Not a big van girly. We live in the Michigan, so last snow le- weather conditions feels like a puzzle. I know you can solve. What would you suggest? <laughs> Easy. What? What do you think? Expedition. Like Ford Expedition was made for that. Yeah. Ford Expedition was made for that. I know a girl who has triplets, and when she was pregnant with them, I was like, trust me, you have to get it. And she had another kid, and then had triplets, and she's like, the Expedition's the best car ever. It is the it has to be a bench It has okay. to be a bench put the third row down put the puppers back there Try, uh, expedition was made for you i'm obsessed is with there, the expedition is there anything else she could look at her is she just like you got to find the expedition with the bench <laughs> i mean i think a tahoe i mean the gm the gm tahoe yukon suburban would also work fine okay but i like the expedition better why do you like it better than the others? For a hun- I mean I have a whole blog post about it. Like you can literally type in "exped" why I chose an Expedition yeah. over a Tahoe. Okay, well but then the I Tahoe would, start would there. check the box. Like the Tahoe would check the box. I'm just like I'm sorry, I'm obsessed with the Expedition. Mm-hmm. Like I miss my Expedition so much. Yeah. You need to find a new one. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to. So I'm in this Tahoe right now. I, so and if you guys don't know, I know most people do. But so we drive demo cars from the dealership. I had a what what, what we called like a long term demo with an expedition. I got to drive it for a year. But then it was time. It was time to sell it. And I was sad. And I won an expedition back. Yeah. Really badly. Well, you know what I miss? A, you know what I really miss about the expedition? I was thinking about this the other day. It what? has a door cup holder. Yeah. Here's the two things I miss the most about the expedition. This is good content. The most about the expedition that I do, that I don't have in my current Tahoe. Hmm. I miss my door cup holder. Okay. Because I'm always like buckling a kid with a drink or with a coffee or with my phone. And there's just in the Tahoe, there's not a place to put my stuff while I'm trying to buckle. Yeah. And Elizabeth, I know what you're thinking like, this one's so stupid. But I used it every single time I buckled. I don't think that's stupid at all, Kelly. Next I don't care what the specs say, the Expedition second row is roomier. And because the Expedition bench is so like beautifully architecturally designed, it's three separate seats. It's not a, like the Tahoe's a 60 40. So two seats are attached, one seat is singular. Expedition, three separate seats. So yeah. what that meant is I had George in the middle, and George's seat was more pulled up. Mm-hmm. so like picture like Hattie and Fred are back George's seat is more forward one George and Hattie couldn't touch each other as much so they stopped fighting mm. and then when I went to go buckle George he was a lot closer to me mm. so like I would sit in the driver's seat I would turn around and George was right there the Tahoe I'm reaching all the way back there because George is just having a little trouble with his buckling still it's just a beautiful car yeah okay so expedition 100%. with a bench 100%. try and find it you've got some time tell 100%. your friend and that's our advice okay so you're ready for industry news where i spill the hot tea going on in the auto industry i am okay okay let's do it yeah oh i have to say something about my pathfinder really quick sure. about my story of uh shattering my car window i then traded or went and took it back to the dealership for them to fix it and then they put me in a new uh pathfinder and i was talking to the manager there and he was like it is impossible to lock your keys in the car with With the keyless entry. And I'm like, I know it's never happened before. And I tried to recreate it. Did I say this already on the podcast? No, I don't think so. I don't think I did. That day, I went and tried to recreate it multiple times, tried to actively lock my keys in my car, could not do it. And then the manager talked to the service manager and he says, it happens more often than you think, but it is supposed to be impossible, but it's just, it's not impossible. So there's a glitch. There's a glitch. So just like, don't trust that technology. Okay. Speaking of what to trust, this is an older story from Consumer Reports, but I don't know if we're reporting on it. Who makes the most reliable new cars? CI ranks the brands and reveals how their new models are likely to hold up. Okay. Have we done this? I don't know. Feels like we've done probably something similar, but I don't, I, I don't know. I'm going to read you the top 10 most reliable brands according to Consumer Reports. Okay. Can I guess some? Sure. Toyota. hmm Number two. Subaru. Number six. Uh, Ford. No? Number 22. Oh, gosh. Okay, What's number, number one? Number one is Lexus. Whoa, okay. Number two, Toyota. Number three, Mini Cooper, which is crazy. Number four, Acura. Number five, Honda. Number six, Subaru. Number, number seven, Mazda. Number eight, Porsche. Number nine, BMW. Number 11. Number 10, Kia. Number 11, Hyundai. Well, I'm happy to hear some luxury brands around there. Who do you think scored an 18 out of 100? Jeep no jeep scored a 26 but you're very oh. close uh how am i close to jeep i don't know chrysler oh 18 tough um rivian 24 hertz volkswagen 26 hertz really that kind of surprises me yeah i know gmc 36 or chevy chevy number 20 at 43 anyway that's interesting Shout out Lexus, Toyota, Mini, Acura, Honda, Subaru. I was a Subaru and Mazda being six and seven feels good. Yeah, I agree. Okay. My next door. I thought this was a fun one. Is your car Hollywood ready? Local film commission on the hunt for specific vehicles. <laughs> oh. Attention, California. Is your vehicle ready for a close up? The Humboldt Noter. I'm not going to pronounce this. Some film crew. Announced on their Facebook page that they are seeking specific vehicles for an upcoming feature feature film. They need a green Suzuki Geo Tracker or a Suzuki Samurai. <laughs> but it has to be green? Yeah, it has to be green. They're looking wow. for it. They also are interested in white pickup trucks of old white pickup trucks in any model. But they need a green Suzuki. Wow. hmm You will be compensated. That's amazing. Mm-hmm you don't think about that because that's like a so specific I know. vehicle casting call <laughs> it's got kind of a vehicle casting call wow i would never thought about that before isn't that cute that is cute sounds kind of low budget though if they like can't get their own suzuki yeah but where else do you think people get them from i don't know like when they film at homes so they like have to like kick someone out of their house okay my last story i don't have a lot of info on this but it's just kind of like buzzwordy Stellantis, who is who? Uh, that's the Jeep Chrysler Dodge. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, a.k.a. Stellantis. It's like, I don't understand that at all. CDJR was fine. And then they were like, what if we just call ourselves Stellantis? It doesn't even make sense. What does it even mean? Uh, Anyway, Stellantis is making a, they're, they're working on a virtual cockpit. And they are partnering with Amazon and BlackBerry. I just I know content I've that- been consuming blackberry on Amazon Prime. rent it. It's such it's such a good movie. It's about the beginning of blackberry. very, very good movie. Blackberries were so iconic at the end of the movie. Who they didn't have a red blackberry. I had a red blackberry. Red. Yes, I didn't have a red blackberry. Are you kidding? I thought we all had red blackberries. I don't think I ever had a blackberry. Well, what did you have? I had the LG Shine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had a red LG Shine. I bought the Valentine's Day edition. Gosh, that was a time. Now we're all just getting the same iPhone. It was probably $70 and I had saved up for so long to buy my first phone. You had an LG Shine. I will never forget. I had a red LG Shine. No, it wasn't the Valentine's Day edition. It was like, what's that brand? Like red. I had, a, I had this red BlackBerry. R- Didn't we share a pink phone at one point? What are like some vintage phones? Like are we even calling it vintage? Oh my gosh, my LG Shine Kelly. Let me see it. Look at this. Let me see it. (laughs) Yes. Oh gosh, I loved it. It like flipped up. So iconic. So iconic. And then what was the one that slid up? That some people had. Oh. I hated those. I know, but they like, oh gosh, what was that called? Our cousin Jake had one. I know. I'm (laughs) specifically thinking of Jake's. (laughs) <laughs> What's was it called it was like the coolest phone no it was like i don't know if it was the coolest was it was um it was the sidekick wasn't it the sidekick liz razors Razor, a pink the motor roller razor a pink razor and remember we used to put it like on our pants like yeah so oh my god can i just say like this sounds this is the stupidest thing i've ever said but like don't you kind of like i think those aren't phones like that kind of coming back in style like non-smartphones like aren't some like crazy hipsters doing non-smartphones again probably i get it i get it too would not you kind of just love to have a cell phone I would like think I maybe would like if I didn't work on my phone for a living, I think like something about having a cell phone and then just having like an iPad that I would use like later would be so relaxing. But What would I do? Yeah. When I was, no, but that's not true. No. I'd have to retrain my whole attention span. No, I mean, like never going to do it. But that's interesting. So at the end of this movie, they talk about during this phase when Blackberry was like super hot, it took up 40% of the cell phone market. And today it takes up 0% of the cell phone market. So, what happened? So, um, the iPhone came out. Really? I mean, they had like some tax troubles, like they, and they, they had like some other issues, but like the ultimate end of Blackberry was the iPhone. Do you, I, do you remember the first time you saw an iPhone? I do. I, I do too. I remember the first time I heard about the iPhone. So do I. And I think we were doing, the, I think we're going to have the same memory. So go ahead. I said, that's ridiculous. Why do I need a phone for when I have my iPod and my phone? Why do I like, need one? What if it, so what? It would ring if you were listening to music. <laughs> like that would be like, that's so stupid. Why would so what? It would interrupt my song. I thought it was and that's what so we just ridiculous. Care- that's what we just like s- kept to ourselves a little more. Mm. Hmm. I remember the first time I saw an iPhone. Like someone had one. We were at swim team. I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. We were at swim team, and some girl had an iPhone, and it was like, what? I mean, the technology was incredible and you can really see it in this movie when they just like the other cell phones that they were competing, that BlackBerry was competing with at the time. And even the BlackBerry itself, like even the icons were so 2000s, 90s. And then the iPhone, the first Steve Jobs presentation of the iPhone, you're like, wow, that really is the future. Like you can so see how Mm -hmm. we have have gone there. And um yeah, it was a good movie. So, okay. So anyways, who's partnering with BlackBerry? Oh, Stellantis to make a virtual cockpit. So I, but like apparently BlackBerry is like, they're still like doing things. Like they're not bankrupt. And apparently, then I was like, what is BlackBerry up to? So then I went on BlackBerry's website and it's a lot of buzzwords coming at you. Like BlackBerry, for where you are now and where you go next. Internet of things. What f- does that mean? The Internet of Things Like, you know what I mean? Like, what does that even mean? Nothing, really. But they're really, apparently, like, Internet of Things. Apparently, they're big on cybersecurity. Okay. And the Internet of Things. Automotive, embedded systems, smart cities. So I think they're just like a tech company. You know, I don't know. Okay. But I went to, like, careers because I'm like, what does a job at BlackBerry, like, do? Because I thought, like, that might be a good idea to, like, look through the buzzwords. Yeah. It wasn't. Job descriptions are all just buzzwords. Oh, my God. I don't know how people apply for jobs. Like, I'm looking at the sense, like, am I qualified? Or am I, like, absolutely not qualified? I know. It's insane. It's so vague. Like, they're looking for a key account manager. It says BlackBerry software is trusted by more than 68% of electric vehicle market by volume. 24 of the top 25 e-manufacturers and is running more than 235 million vehicles globally so like they have a software so they own this qnx software that's in these evs allegedly okay that's it's as i global i'm not leaders, understanding what you're talking about global leaders such as audi ford jaguar land rover depend on QNX technology for their in-car electronics, medical devices, industrial automation systems, and other mission or life-critical applications. So anyway, they're looking for salespeople, but you have to have a bachelor's degree in a computer science or similar field. Okay. Well, if that's you, go to BlackBerrys and you're looking for a job. Maybe check them out. They're <laughs> doing big things with Stellantis. Um, is it time for just to drive them? It was just fun to see their name. It, okay, was it was fun, fun to see Blackberry's Black name. It's so on brand because I was just telling you about that movie that I watched. Um, <clears throat> okay, well now it's time for Dish of Drive Through, where we we give you an easy dinner recipe to mix it up to get you out of your dinner rut. Want to give a quick shout out to One Pan Jan. Burnt mine horribly. One Pan Jan did not hit for me. The cashew Sorry. chicken, I my mine burnt, but even so, when I was making it, I was like, this isn't going to turn out. My sauce never saucified. It was just liquidy. Like I need. I was looking for like a glazy, sticky like cashew chicken and this was just like well soy it sauce It also i think that's a tyler said he liked it and i think it was very healthy because like it wasn't like a very sugary sauce that like emulsified but also it didn't look like the photo so i just feel it looked nothing like the photo so, i feel duped won't make again would like to try another version of that i just think like and that's where liz and i were talking about this and this is not like a dig at ambitious kitchen but I just think it was maybe it just wasn't the recipe I was looking for, but sometimes it's just not a good recipe. And I yeah. kind of have learned that. Like I used to make something and be like, oh gosh, that didn't tur- turn out well. I must be a bad cook. No, you're probably not. Sometimes recipes just aren't good recipes. Mm-hmm. And I think growth is knowing that sometimes it's the recipe and not you. I mean, I don't measure anything and I measured last night. Yeah. <sighs> it didn't turn out. But I thought maybe for Digital Drive Through we could announce uh, February. No, today's one pan Jan because the email's showing out. Okay, so today's or this week's one pan Jan is going to be a Cajun shrimp recipe. Oh, I picked this one. I think this sounds good. I think this sounds good. It's shrimp, uh, pork or chicken sausage, zucchini, bell pepper, Cajun seasoning. It sounds like a flavor profile I don't make a lot. So I'm looking forward to it. I was kind of looking for like a one pan Jan shrimp broil dupe. Yeah. And that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping this gives. I hope it gives it to you. I well. wanted to find something that because um, every one pan recipe has sausage in it. So like I wanted to do a sausage one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I thought the shrimp was a, a fun touch. And I, yeah, I don't really make a lot of Cajun inspired things. So I'm excited about this one. And again, seems it's really it's healthy. We have decided on February. Yes, we have decided on on our everyone sent in such good ideas and honestly thank inc- you. Honestly incredible. Incredible ideas. Can't believe we didn't think of it. But that's what you do. You need another perspective. It's not just this totally. isn't just a you and me thing, Cal. No, 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 no. It's a car it's a carpool crew thing and everyone delivered. So for February. February was good. February was good, but we're thinking September makes more sense mm-hmm. for the stew soup category um so for february we're gonna do february and do air fryer recipes which means i get to buy an air fryer you have to buy an air fryer which so i'm on i was doing a little research last night because i want to make the right choice yeah i don't know if i want yours okay i think i want something a little bit more like with the basket like i see everyone doing but i want a nice one because like i'm ready to commit to the bit okay And I have an Amazon gift card. So like I'm ready to commit to the bet. Okay, Like I'm ready to spend $100 if necessary. The thing that I like about mine is that it can also be a toaster. And then I don't have to have to have a toaster to take out. And also an air fryer. That's true. Yours feels so has to be on the counter though. Oh, no. It has to be on the counter. But I do use it daily. Okay, Here's my wish list. I mean, I'm not against leaving it out on the counter, but I would like to like easily put it like yours could not be easily put in the counter. No, 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 no. I would like to be able to put mine in a cabinet. Okay, I want a big one though, because like you know, family of five. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I think that's my only wish list. Okay. Well, I'm very I'm very excited for February. Me too. So you can all start sending in your air fryer recipes. Yeah. And I'm the thing is, it's like the cashew chicken. Like we just picked blindly, not blindly, but like we saw the recipe and we picked it. We didn't take it as a wreck. Yeah. I, I just wanted to do something Asian inspired. I won't do that again, though. Like yeah. I'm only doing recipes that you guys have tried and I'm going send to send in. Send in. So we've got uh, full disclosure. We have the one pan Jan recipes already picked. So yeah, one pan Jan. We have to we had to get to our website girl earlier. So so now we're into February. So if you have any like killer air fryer recipes, what's the thing here is it's like it's not to be all in the air fryer. Maybe like the main piece, the protein or whatever is in the air totally, fryer. Because then I can do a bag salad. Yeah. Like that's fine yeah but we can do some prep work like it's not so much like the crock pot and also one pan jan where it's like it has to be this one thing yeah i don't need to dump and go but i i need pry the primary piece and i think i want it i think with an air fryer i want it quick because also one pan like sheet pan meals aren't necessarily quick because it's still like 15 minutes for the oven to preheat and then 30 minutes in the oven like i want like 15 minutes on the table okay so like that's to me that's more important it's like what's quick What's quick? To me, what's more important is what's good because we haven't really not had any home run of recipes. With crocktober No, Tuscan chicken was really good. Tus- we, had, ch- we had some good crocktobers but not one panganas men- up to a start. I thought start. I was gonna come out of crocktober with eight recipes I'd make on repeat, and yeah. I did not feel that way. No, I agree. And the Tuscan chicken I would make again, but that was a whole thing to do. And so to do. It, that was a whole I would thing. make I will make the pork again when I like have an opportunity. I keep saying I need to make the honey butter chicken because like I keep saying I need a reset meal, but I just haven't been doing it. Well, I need to use that curry powder up that I bought mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. But like we're living and we're learning. Yeah. And I'm having fun with this. And I think if nothing else, we're trying new recipes. Yeah. And because the one thing about us is like I won't get stuck in a dinner rut. No. <laughs> no, that's for sure. You know? But you got to be, like, not scared to um, mix it up. Yeah, no, for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Anyway, guys, that's our episode. So thank you so much for listening to The Carpool Podcast. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed riding with us, tell everybody you know. There's room in the car for everyone.